This is the Rose Petals Podcast, a space created to uplift and inspire women of all colors, a judgment-free space where we can sit back and reflect on common life experiences, a place for us to stop and smell the roses. I'm your host, Delory, and let's get started. Welcome back, guys. Um, I took a little break. I just needed some time to get my life together with everything going on. I just needed some time. So I do apologize about that little break. Well, I apologize for not announcing the break, but I don't apologize for taking a much needed break for myself. Because, you know, I got sick and just starting back up with work. I just needed the time to kind of like readjust to everything. So I'm back. And my goal this year is to be more intentional about finding time to record and edit. Because my schedule is already really busy. So... I'm going to be more intentional about finding the time to sit down, record, and edit. Like, my idea is to be able to pick one day where I could just sit down and record everything and edit everything in one day. That's my goal because trying to space it out over a few days has really not been working out for me because, like, the way my weeks are set up are just terrible. Like, Monday through Friday, I get up at 6 o'clock in the morning, and I make it to work about 7, and the kids come about 8, so I'm with the kids from 8 to about 4 o'clock, and Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday I am actually tutoring after school so I'm there from 8 to 5 with kids and then four days out of the week I go work out so my schedule is kind of busy like I'm legit not getting home to almost 8 9 o'clock on some days so I'm gonna do better because I have noticed that I have to be very intentional about this in order to be consistent. And I want to be consistent with this. So I'm going to do better. Just bear with your girl because this is something new, uncharted territory. But we're going to figure it out together. The next thing I want to talk about is how grateful I am to know that you guys are listening to me. Um... I say this because I know for a fact that I have maybe about nine, ten friends. And to know that there are 30 plus people out there listening to me, it truly warms my heart. So I am grateful for you. 
and I am happy that you decided to tune in and I appreciate you because you didn't have to listen to my podcast you didn't have to download it you didn't have to share it you didn't have to do any of that so I am grateful for you I hope that this continues to be a space where you can sit down and stop and smell the roses with me I hope that this continues to be a place where you can reflect and just you know sit and listen and say hey I can relate to that so thank you thank you thank you your support does not go unnoticed I am grateful so so far my new year has been okay there's nothing I can really complain about so I'm enjoying that I am still in the gym and it is going well I have already lost three pounds and it's been really good to see that because I started off at 143 I'm now 140 so I am grateful for that and it just also feels really good like I'm not as sluggish as I used to be I'm noticing my energy levels are better I'm sleeping better and overall just my attitude has improved a lot since being in the gym more consistently my goal for the gym is to lose 15 pounds and I'm gonna get there I hope well no 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 I'm claiming that I'm going to get there I'm going to get there and I'm going to lose these 15 pounds and this summer I'm going to be bad I'm actually going to Cancun in July so that was kind of the push I needed to like get back in the gym like yes I already wanted to get back in shape but knowing that I'm going out of the country for the first time I wanted to make sure that I looked right I even bought this nice swimsuit y'all and I mean it is nice I bought this swimsuit and it is now my wallpaper on my phone so Every time I think about skipping the gym or eating something unhealthy that I'm not supposed to, I look at this picture and it kind of motivates me to like, hey, put that down. Go to the gym because you got goals because I will be in this swimsuit this summer. And that is just the start of the pop out season. So stay tuned for it. I have also started my lock journey. Today, I'm actually one month locked, which I am uber excited about because I have been debating about getting locks for about four years now. So it's nice to finally have made that commitment to myself and to my hair. I just feel like I had to get to a place where I was physically, emotionally, and spiritually ready to commit to a hairstyle and not go back. And I'm finally there. I low-key feel like me locking my hair kind of resulted in the feeling of contentment. I don't know if I'm overthinking it. But they do say locking your hair is like a spiritual awakening. And I just do feel like more at peace. So I kind of think it has something to do with me deciding to lock my hair. I don't know. But we'll see. But it has been very pleasurable 
not to have to get up and worry about doing my hair in the morning or, you know, worrying about getting it styled and paying for styles as often. So I have been enjoying that. And then it, it also just looks good on me. Like, I know a lot of people complain about the starter lock phase, but I feel like I look good in my starter lock phase. My locks look good. I look good. I can see more of my face. I can see more of my features when I smile. My skin is glowing because I don't have hair on my face as much. So it's been a good journey. My only issue right now is that I started my locks in the winter and it's cold outside. And usually in the winter, I wear longer hair to keep my ears from getting cold. But because my starter locks are in a style, like they're like in an updo sort of kind of right now, I can't cover my ears like I need to. So my ears have been extremely cold outside. I probably need to invest in some type of earmuffs or something because I can't really wear the type of hats that I need to because I got a big head. But anyways... Yeah, my ears have been suffering. But other than that, I have been enjoying this journey. If you want to be updated on my life or just my lock journey in general, you should follow me on IG at three underscores D-I-J-O-N-N-A-I-S-A-97. That is not some random name I just made up. That is actually my full birth-given middle name. And it is pronounced Dijanae. My mom was super creative in the process of naming me. So I have an extremely unique name, as I like to say. Growing up, which was weird, I actually hated my name. And I told myself that when I turned 18 that I would actually change my name. Because I was like, this name is super ghetto. But as I grew and I grew into myself and into embracing my blackness. I learned to love my name and I appreciate the uniqueness of it. Think about it. How many other Dijonais do y'all know? I'll wait. And I know a lot of people like to associate my middle name to the Proud family after I tell them but just want to throw out that I was born in 97 I think the Proud family came out in 99 or 2000 so I was born before the show even came out so no my mother did not name me after the character have you heard of Dijon Mustard so there is this idea or this story that when my mom was pregnant with me, she used to eat a lot of sandwiches with Dijon mustard. And that's where the Dijon came from. And she just added the A at the end of it. I'm not sure how true that story is because I really don't remember who told me the story. But anyways, that's where I assume that my middle name came from. If not, so sorry, mom, if you're listening. But anyways, follow me on Instagram because I do follow back and it will be nice to just hear some of your feedback about the episodes. Like I truly would accept 
any criticism or any things that you would just like to say after listening about me and my crap and my life I just wanted to share because I know that I have been gone for a minute I actually want to start off talking about the insecure episode so if you have not watched it I suggest that you stop listening to this podcast now and go watch the episode and then come back but I low-key feel like everybody should already watched it because I'm behind so you had time to watch it so if you haven't watched it sorry not sorry I'm definitely gonna drop some spoilers here in just a bit I want to shout out Issa Rae for making a show that was just so relatable like all of these women are in their 30s and they finally started to figure out their life. And if you listen to my last podcast, you know how much I appreciate Issa's effort to erase the stigma that you got to have life figured out in your 20s. Because I know I don't and most of us probably don't. So it feels good to see a show that is actually very true to life because low-key I don't think I'm gonna have my life figured out in my 20s I think it's gonna get figured out in my 30s at least I hope but if not we're gonna figure it out eventually okay so in the series finale Issa ends up with Lawrence which I was so happy about because I have always been team Lawrence so it's great to see her end up with the person I wanted her to be with Molly ends up getting married to Torian after dealing with a series of lame niggas. I'm just going to put it out there. Kelly ends up having a baby, which was a complete shock to me because Kelly was always seen as the free spirit, the I don't care, I'm going to do what I want to do. So just to see her in a different light was nice kind of gave her layers I appreciated the layers that they gave Kelly this season um Tiffany ends up moving to Denver which we all knew was going to happen with her husband and the show just wrapped up so beautifully really enjoyed seeing black women get these happy endings because we deserve it and oftentimes when you watch these shows we're not getting the happy endings that we deserve so It was good to see a show that gave us what we deserved. But there was an interview. I think it was The Breakfast Club, now that I'm kind of like recalling my information. So there was an interview leading up to season five where they asked Issa why she decided to end the show. Especially when the show was at an all-time high and, you know, people were still talking about the show. It was a good show. And I know most of us are on Twitter, so y'all know how Sundays are on Twitter when the show airs. So you know the show is popping. So everybody kept asking Issa, why are you ending the show? The show is good. A lot of people are watching. People are still interested in this story. And her reply was simply that it was time. She said the show had good ratings. The cast still liked each other. And it gave everyone time to pursue other projects. 
And the words, it was time, just stuck with me. And it stuck with me because I went back and watched some of the show and I noticed how the theme of the show kind of followed along with Issa's whole mindset of it was time. Which brings me to the point that I really want to talk about today is how to know when it's time to end things. I feel like this conversation was very necessary because oftentimes we don't know when it's time to end things and we ignore the signs and we keep things or situations or people around longer than they are intended to be, which hinders our growth, which makes us unhappy, which causes a lot of extra baggage. And as a professional chance giver myself, I'm still learning my lesson, so don't judge. I think that it's important that we all take a page from Issa's book. I think what made Insecure so special is that it touched on very real moments in women's lives. Like how we deal with real crap in relationships and how that crap and not even just crap in relationships but just crap overall and how that crap can truly take a toll on us until we learn when it's time to end it think about molly for example in season three she was dealing with dro who was openly married and he was smashing her on the side Now, I'm not going to sit here and say I condone what she was doing because she was definitely smashing a married man, open relationship or not. But think about how necessary that ending was for Molly or think about how necessary it was for Molly to know when it was time to end that in order for her to pursue Andrew. And... The relationship with Andrew ended, but think about how necessary that ending was in order for her to meet Tori. Like if you were to go back and watch her relationship with Dro, that caused her to kind of self-reflect and have a lot of doubt. And then she entered her relationship with Andrew with all of that doubt and insecurities and issues. And that relationship caused her to sit back and look at herself. She ended up in a beautiful marriage with a man who truly loved her for her. Like, it was so funny to me how they both got high at the party. And Molly was like, yeah, this is Dro. I used to smash this married man. And he didn't, like, budge a bit about it. He was like, okay, cool, nice to meet you. So it was beautiful to see her find the partner that she needed but in order for her to find that partner that she needed she needed to have things in with Dro have things in with Andrew and start the process of growing within herself and that growing would not have happened if she had stayed with Dro or stayed with Andrew so that it's time or knowing when to end things even just from a character's perspective was important. 
let's take a look at Issa and Lawrence. Again, they are my favorite couple. But think about how necessary their ending was. Yes, they did end up back together. But their ending was important for them to grow as people. In season one, after they broke up, Lawrence got back on his feet. He started to look for a job. He started to figure himself out. And Issa did the same. She quit, I got y'all. But I don't think that if Issa and Lawrence would have stayed together, they would have grown into the people they were. So it was important for the writers to know when it was time for them to end things. Because I truly feel like if they would have stayed, their characters would not have grown and they just would have kept causing each other a lot of pain and baggage. I say all this to say for you to think about how necessary those endings were. As painful as some of those endings seemed, they were important for these women to experience these beautiful moments in their lives. Like, Molly wouldn't have had the chance to have gotten married if she had stayed in these relationships that were not for her. Issa wouldn't have started her company if she had stayed with Lawrence. And I know y'all are like, you sit here talking about fictional characters, ma'am, and you expect us to follow you. How the heck does that relate to my real life? Okay, so I have an example about my past relationships and how knowing when to end that relationship actually kind of unlocked a new level in my life, I guess. Yeah, I like that. It unlocked a new level in my life. I was dating this guy for about two, three years, and I gave him a ton of chances. And it wasn't that, like, he was a bad person or anything like that. It's just truly that we were just not in a space where we could work together and, you know, be good for each other in that space. And I at the time did not know when to end things and cut it off and as a result of that I stayed a lot longer than I should have stayed in that relationship and it just got worse I felt like I was not growing I felt like he was not growing and I just felt like we were just kind of stuck in a space where neither one of us were prospering and that wasn't only on the relationship but I did notice that the relationship was not what it needed to be for either one of us to be happy there and I low-key stayed a year longer then I should have stayed simply because I I didn't know when to end things. I didn't have that understanding of knowing like, okay, this person's time in my life is up and it's time for me to go elsewhere. Like I didn't have the it's time mindset that Issa carried. 
but if I did I probably would have ended the relationship sooner and y'all would not have as much content so it worked out but anyways I just think about how if I would have left I probably would have been more content with my life sooner I would have you know started podcasting earlier I just want to start focusing more on my goals. I remember watching this Tyler Perry play and in this play, he talked about how we experience so much hell because we don't know when to let things go. And we're keeping people and things in our lives that God simply only intended to be a seasonal thing for us. And we're trying to keep them around because we love them and we want to make things right. And we just don't know when it's time to let go. And then we start questioning why we're going through all this hell. And it's simply because we're keeping people around that aren't intended to be there anymore. Like, think about it. When it's time for you to leave a situation or leave a relationship, think about how uncomfortable it gets think about how hard it gets like I'm not saying relationships won't be hard in general because relationships are work but truly when it's time for you to leave a situation or it's time for you to end things there will not be moments of peace and I noticed that in my last relationship like how I wanted it to work so bad, but because that ending was long overdue, there were no moments of peace. Like God made it so uncomfortable for me to be in that relationship or that situation because it was truly time for me to let it go. And that's what a lot of us deal with. Like we don't know when to let it go. So God has to make it so uncomfortable for us. And in that moment of uncomfortableness that he is creating, we're creating more baggage for ourselves. We're creating more hurt. We're creating more damage. And we don't even realize it. Like, think about that relationship that you knew you should have left before you left. Like, you look back on it, it was like, dang, I should have left at this point, but I didn't. So now I got more trust issues, more insecurities, because I stayed longer than I should have. That's what we're doing to ourselves. Like, if we would leave at the first sign of a red flag, a lot of crap that we deal with could be avoided. Like, going back to East and Molly, think about how much crap Molly dealt with because she kept trying to make things work with Dro. Like it took her to realize that Dro was having another baby with his wife for him to leave her and for her to like, okay, this ain't what I want to do. Think about how many arguments Molly and Andrew had to have. Like there was no moments of peace. Like even on vacation, they argued. So like, That was her sign to go. 
But even then, she still fought for it, and that caused a lot of issues within itself. But you get the point I'm making. Learn when it's time to let go. And this is not the space where I'm going to judge, because I told y'all, this is a judgment-free space. And it truly took me some time to figure it out. Like, I asked a lot of people, how do you know when it's time to let go? And everybody had different answers. That was like, um, when you don't see them working on the issues that you're complaining about, when you're not happy anymore, when you're this, when you're that. And I was listening to so much that I didn't even understand what I needed, which is weird. Because sometimes we're like asking for all this advice, but sometimes we know what we need to do. We just kind of like want to hear other people's opinions, which aren't always the greatest things. But anyways, I finally decided to ask my therapist, um, how do you know when it's time to let go of a situation? And one of the things that she said to me was create a pros and cons list. And she was like, I know it sounds childish, but try it. And she stated that it was just something about writing something on paper that just made it make sense. So I did it. And sure enough, it actually became like super clear to me that this situation no longer served me because I was looking at that paper and these were things that I already knew. Like, I already knew that we argued all the time. I already knew that there were indiscretions in his past. I already knew that there was lying. Like, I, I knew these things. But I guess just writing them down on paper, it just made it make more sense. And I looked at this paper and I saw all of these cons. And then I saw a few pros. It just... It made sense. And this advice, please don't think is limited to just a relationship. Because it's not. Think about Issa leaving. We got y'all. That wasn't a relationship choice. But she knew that that needed to be ended because she wanted to grow into something else. And she started the block. So... If you're questioning a job, whether it's time to leave that job, use this device too. Create a pros and cons list. Because oftentimes, we do stay at jobs that we're not supposed to be at forever. And it's because we don't know when to let go or we're just comfortable. And then we're wondering why we hate to get up in the morning or why we got all this hell. It's because you're not supposed to be there anymore. So go. And I know y'all are probably sitting here saying, you talk about just go like it's that easy. But it's not. Because if it was, Issa would have left Lawrence. Molly would have left Joe sooner. And I would have got out of my relationship way earlier than I did. So it's not something that's super easy. But it is necessary. But the first step in leaving is to realize that it's time. 
It's time to end the show. It's time to have your series finale. It's the end of the road. It's time. So if you're questioning that job, that friendship, that relationship, hell, even the city that you are living in, write it down. And it'll become clear to you whether it's intended for you to stay or not. Because one thing I've noticed just from watching Insecure and just living life these last 24 years is that yes, we are supposed to go through pain in life. Life is not supposed to be easy. But a lot of the pain that we go through is often self-inflicted. And I say that because the situations and the things that we choose to deal with a lot longer than we should oftentimes causes more pain. Like, yes, God puts us through situations and things for us to grow in. But if we stay in those places longer than he intends for us to be, we end up more hurt than we would have if we would have just left when we were supposed to. So, if you're questioning anything, anything, create a pros and cons list. It sounds silly because I thought it sounded silly, but it does actually help to just have things written down. And it's 2022 now. Let's stop putting ourselves in these situations. We're not putting ourselves. Let's stop staying in these situations or places where they're stopping us from being better or they're hurting us. Let's stop it. Like nine times out of 10, we know the signs anyway. So get up out of there. And I'm speaking to myself too, not just you. I'm gonna end today by saying that endings are okay. Sometimes the endings can be the most beautiful parts of the story. Think about how beautiful the ending of Insecure was. I cried, I'm not sure if y'all cried, but I definitely shed a tear. And don't always think of an ending as goodbye. Like Issa said, this ending was a new opportunity for the characters and actors to start their new stories or their new moments in their lives. So this ending, yes, it was painful for us to see and it was probably quite painful for the actors to endure. But this ending created new spaces and new places for them to thrive and shine. Sometimes an ending is needed for you to create the story that you've always wanted. This actually reminds me of a random TikTok that I heard from Kevin Gates. And just a fun fact, I am a fan of him. I think lyrically that this man is amazing. But in the TikTok, he talks about how when we release things that no longer serve us, We're opening up ourselves to new blessings. 
And I just thought that was important to hear because when things end, it's usually because something else is on its way. Who needed to hear this? But once you release the things that no longer serve you and you create space in your life, then you create a room for all your blessings to come in. You know what I'm saying? The blessings and the lessons, man. Like, my three-year relationship ended. And at the time, it did hurt. But that ending was necessary for me to find who I was. It was necessary for me to pursue my passions and my career choices and not be tied to anything while I was figuring that out. And it was necessary for me to meet other people. It was necessary for me to enter new relationships. It was necessary for me to grow. So endings aren't always a bad thing. They're not. Sometimes they're exactly what we need. And this year, we're going to stop keeping these seasonal people and seasonal situations around. Let it go. Let it go, let it go, let it go. After the first time. So you don't deal with extra baggage that God didn't intend for you to deal with. I said I was wrapping up, so let me wrap up. I'm going on a whole nother tangent. I hope that this helps you in some way. I really do. And Loki, I definitely think that this needed to get out because I had to record this more than once. The first time I was sick and I was like, oh, it sounds terrible. The second time I got halfway through recording the episode and it just cut off on me. So I always feel like when something like that happens, it's important and somebody needs to hear it because it was being blocked. So. I say all that to say, I hope that this helps you. Remember that endings are not always bad. Remember, create your pros and cons list. Write it down. And I hope that your endings help you see your new beginnings. As always, this has been the Rose Petals Podcast. I'm your host, Delaree. Thanks for taking the time to stop and smell the roses with me. I love y'all. Be great and goodbye.